Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout, the home of fantasy football. My name is David and today we've got another episode in the FPL Scout Report series where we take a look at some new faces and some big changes in the Premier League for the coming campaign and find out what that means for our FPL teams. That could be new players signing for Premier League teams, it could be players switching from one Premier League team to the other or it could be a club that's got themselves a new manager and finding out what impact he's going to have on the players at that team. And it's in that sort of place that we are going to... uh, find ourselves today because we are looking at Mauricio Pochettino coming to Chelsea for the new campaign. Very, very exciting development uh, at Chelsea, not least because Pochettino is back in the Premier League and it's not at Spurs. So there's going to be plenty of drama, I reckon, in the London games this particular season. And it's Kind of an exciting time, I think, for Chelsea assets as well. They've had a really poor campaign uh, in the season just finished. And the only way is up, right? There's no way that Chelsea can get any worse. And it would appear Pochettino could be the man to be the one to deliver better things for them. Now, we in the past have been enjoying Chelsea assets, either in defence, in midfield, up front. Uh, Rhys James, for example, has uh, been uh, at the top table of uh, FPL discussion for some time, but not so much in the last 12 months. So we're kind of hoping, are these assets back? And it's uh, what we're going to be looking at today. So let's start off by having a look at a bit of history first. Now, you probably uh, listen to enough of these podcasts or watch enough of these videos to know now that I'm a big fan of going back in time and having a look at the history. And uh, I have to say, I've really enjoyed going back and having a look uh, at Pochettino's history because I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's been such a long time since uh, his, his, his early days in English football that I completely forgot. He used to be the Southampton manager. Um, it's, it seems like such a long time ago that that was uh, the scenario that, that we had. And before I go any further, uh, a lot of this information is uh, pulled in from the article 
articles that are on Fantasy Football Scout. So uh, if you've been listening to this series or watching this series uh, regularly this summer, you'll be absolutely sick of me telling you this now. But hopefully it's uh, drawing some of you guys into the site itself. If you head to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk and have a look at the articles on there written by Neil and by Tom and by Mark, you will find some great content, um, which is obviously able to go into much more detail than I can on a video or a podcast. So if you've, uh, when you finish listening to this or watching this and you want more information, then make sure you head there to, uh, to get that. Um, yeah, and so yeah, uh, formerly of Southampton and uh, Spurs, he he did very very well at, at Southampton, of course. So finished uh, eighth, uh, which was their joint best uh, ever uh, Premier League finish at the time. And then his his spell with Spurs, of course, was was very successful as well. Although I'm sure if you're an Arsenal fan, you'd probably want to jump in and be like, "Well, he didn't win any trophies," and yes, that's fair. But um, you know, took them to their first Champions League final in 2019, finished in the top four in each of the four uh, full campaigns he was manager. Which for Spurs was progression, and it did it did feel like it was aiming towards a trophy that did never come. And of course, they were very very close to getting that Champions League uh, title in 2019. Liverpool probably deserved to win the game, but to get to that final was was of course impressive. Um, in terms of his, his playing record, uh, 54 matches, well, playing record, his management record, I should say, in the Premier League, 54 matches managed at Southampton, 19 won, 18 drawn, 17 lost, and then at Spurs uh, was, was even better. So 202 matches for him, 113 wins, 43 draws, 46 uh, defeats. And so things did kind of sour a little bit for Pochettino at Spurs, uh, famously, and he obviously left the job and has spent some time in uh, France where he has been the manager of PSG. Now, if you've not been following European football, then I suppose you won't know too much uh, about this. So it's always good to sort of uh, check in on what he's been doing. It was in PSG uh, from 2021 um, and did quite well there. Although I think most people would probably do well in France at the very least if you were the PSG manager. So we have to temper uh, our expectations, I suppose, in terms of the success in terms of trophies they won. Um, so Ligue 1 title and... Uh, it was the Champions League really that evaded PSG. I mean, it's still something that they can't quite get their hands on, isn't it? But yeah, his uh, his record uh, then as PSG manager, 84 matches played, 55 won, 15 drawn, 14 lost. Goals scored per game, 2.21. Goals conceded per game, 0.93. And clean sheets, 30 from a possible 84. So clearly attacking style football was very much on the, on the cards at PSG, as you would imagine. And that was quite a good combination, to be honest, because Pochettino is, is famously a big fan uh, of that attacking football. So let's have a look at his management style then. Um, a lot of this feels weird to do because this is someone we've had in the Premier League before, but because he's been away for a little while, um, you know, it's, it's always nice to remind ourselves. I mean, there's so much of, uh, of Pochettino that I'd kind of forgotten because it's been some time since he's really been uh, someone we're dealing with on a regular basis as an FPL manager. So, yeah. He's very much a deep thinker and, you know, he when he first came to to England, his, his, his mantra was open your mind. And he's quite a pragmatic man and uh, he's, he's not afraid of comparing himself to Che Guevara. So famously um, said, I have the spirit of Che Guevara, I'm a fighter, which, you know, I think we can probably all agree from having seen him on the touchline. And what he tends to instill in his players is is working hard lots of physically challenging uh training sessions pushing players to their limits things like that and it's it's here where we find our first potential benefit for Chelsea assets for the new season you know Frank Lampard himself actually said after the game week 31 defeat to Brighton that you know fitness was something that Chelsea were really lacking and it was something that they were just short on and, you know, think about marginal gains that Pochettino can instill in this squad just to help take Chelsea back to the level where they truly belong. Could be this. So Lampard said, a yard short, a tackle short, a fighting duel moment short. And when that's not right, you're not going to win games. You have to have the capacity to do that as well as the desire. 
And the minute we're falling short on that, and need to turn it around. Uh, at the minute we're falling short on that, we need to turn it around quickly. So that's very much Lampard's assessment of the squad. They need someone to come in and help take them to that extra, take them extra mile to get them to be working hard again. And that very much underpins what Pochettino is all about. So he's quite renowned for his teams having quite a high energy, uh, playing very brave, very sort of fighting spirit type football. Um, and so, yeah, that is surely going to help Chelsea. And we've got some decent quotes here from uh, Danny Rose, who rose to, <laughs> sorry, that was totally unintended, rose to FPL fame for a while uh, when he was playing left back in the Spurs team. It kind of didn't end too well for him, actually, in terms of his relationship with Pochettino from, from memory. But um, that was useful for us because he was very forthcoming in the press, I think people might remember. And so we've got this great quote here about just what it's like working under Pochettino. So he's very thorough, very precise. He's a disciplinarian. He records training. He was the first manager I came across who records training, records gym sessions. So there's no hiding places. There was one game we played Crystal Palace and I thought I had a good game. He called me into his office the next day to analyse the game. I thought there were going to be some good clips, but he showed me 26 bad, bad clips of what I got wrong. That's how he is uh, as a manager. And you have to say, when you look at the Chelsea squad as they've been over the last year, they really do need somebody to sort of come in and strap a rocket up their backside so all that down to that minute detail level of recording even training sessions it'd be, it'd be I'd be very surprised if we don't see this Chelsea squad improve just based purely on that ability to manage human beings and push them onto another level we've, we've recently done a scout report on Postacoglu and he's come in of course from Scotland and it's very difficult to sort of equate Celtic with uh, Spurs for example because they play in completely different leagues the thing about these manager scout reports is we don't, in a way, have to worry so much about that. So much of what we're trying to assess here is is an individual's ability as a manager to get the best out of individuals. And you, it's very easy to you know believe that we can have high-performing level managers in very low-performing, low-competitive leagues. And so, yes, he's come from PSG, but we're seeing, you know, again, a bit like the Postacoglu scout report, the way that Pochettino interacts with human beings in an attempt to take them to elite-level achievements is very you know he's very unique and it's a style that he's very committed to and he won't take any prisoners so um, I think we kind of know that already you know obviously he did very well at Spurs before himself Pochettino and uh, we had some good FPL assets there but yeah it's just a reminder that um, it's not always necessarily about the achievement on the pitch uh, in terms of like other countries and, and trophies won in those places it's about how he interacts with other human beings so I, th- I think that's really exciting to be perfectly honest to be reading about this with Pochettino and of course, the other thing is that he does like to try and bring a bit of uh, goals and excitement as well. So we hopefully will see um, more exciting uh, attacking football from Chelsea. So this is a quote from the man himself, Pochettino, saying the responsibilities and the obligations which come with management are fine, but we can never, ever forget to enjoy ourselves, to enjoy football. Anyone who doesn't have enjoyment in their working life will diminish what they can achieve. And I suppose on a separate note, that's probably a good attitude to have for FPL. If you're not having uh, fun with it, find some way to make it more enjoyable is what I would uh, suggest. So thank you very much for that, Mauricio. I will uh, put that into practice in my own life. So let's talk about the playing style now, which is we're now getting into the real nitty gritty of uh, what we could see at Chelsea uh, with him as the manager. So when he was the manager at Southampton and the manager at Spurs, very attack-minded teams, as we've already uh, talked about, and he was very uh, into the four-two-three-one formation, which we we sort of expect we'll probably see at Chelsea as well. And it's all about dominating possession, pressing high, and then uh, rather than the fullbacks uh, inverting, as some of the big teams like to now, they very much um, do provide that width and push on themselves and uh, overlap 
in the I'm gonna say in the traditional sense, but I suppose it isn't in a way. It just depends how old you are. <laughs> As someone who's like nearly thirty one, the overlapping fullbacks that's not traditional. A traditional fullback to me is someone who just defends. But if you're a bit younger, then you've probably only really experienced those overlapping fullbacks. And then now we're into the the realm of the inverted fullbacks, constantly changing. You know, he's very into of those three styles. I just talked through the middle one. That was the one that he was he was a big fan of and continues to be. So, what uh, is worth noting is is what the fullbacks achieved for his teams when he was uh, when he was manager on an FPL level as well. So when he was at Southampton, he had Luke Shaw and Nathaniel Klein, and you know there were there were brief periods when they, when they were certainly exciting to own. But it was really the Spurs fullbacks that uh, really lit up the FPL scene, uh, especially in 2017-18 season when Spurs defence. Uh, was much better and you know we were looking at those these sorts of players and teams of the season things like that so we had Carl Walker at the time famously Kieran Trippier uh, Rose as we've already talked about Ben Davis and he was very fortunate because he basically had two fantastic fullbacks on both sides of the pitch and uh, so there was a bit of rotation there which we'll sort of come on to in a minute but yeah 2017-18 season Davis and Trippier both had seven assists each and they finished the season ranking first and second respectively among all FPL defenders for key passes and that was despite making fewer starts than those around them because of those rotational things that some of you may remember so yeah they were the top two for that with Davis with 29 appearances Trippier with 24 and they were the top two which just shows you how much they were achieving because you've got um, Holibas was third um, from 28 appearances Bertrand at Southampton was, was fourth with 35 Alonso at Chelsea was fifth with 33 so you know, they very much played considerably fewer games than those around them and were still the top performing fullbacks in terms of chances created. That's just how exciting they were in game per 90, etc. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Other parts of the uh, the team that were usually quite exciting was uh, a big fan of uh, of Y players as well. So, but but not using them in the traditional sense, asking them to sort of invert and then cut inside and then sometimes um, go beyond the number nine the number nine dropping deep and setting those guys up and someone who did that job quite well of course was Ricky Lambert 
And uh, there's a nice quote here uh, from uh, from him where he said, uh, Pochettino set us up in all these positions so we could press the other team. He didn't care who it was, whether it was home or away, we were always going to press. We played Man United and I think we were 1-0 we up. But they came back on 1-2-1. Alex Ferguson later said we were the best team that they had played at Old Trafford all season. So very much can bring the best out of these attacking players. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that we, we could see at Chelsea and uh, could be quite exciting. And so... Um, just finally on the playing style, the formations, we've already t- touched on there being 4-2-3-1, but he, he did change it a couple of times. We sometimes saw a back three. Um, in PSG, he hasn't used it quite so much. So 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3, um, and he sometimes experimented with 4-4-2. So be interesting to see which of those he uses. Predominantly, we're expecting 4-2-3-1, but do expect him to shake it up from time to time. And of course, Chelsea do actually have quite a lot of players who are quite versatile, so we could potentially see him shake things up there. But let's talk about Chelsea then, because it, it is all about the players that he's inheriting that we, we want to be considering. And we, we can sort of have a... We can pull through some of the things we've just talked about in terms of Southampton and Spurs to, uh, to apply to some of these players. Um, but let's start off with the team themselves. So Chelsea, obviously, rubbish last season. Said that many times now. Uh, they had a negative goal difference in the Premier League, which is very, you know, not normal for them. Finished 12th. Had four different managers. We had Tuchel, Potter, Bruno and Lampard across the course of the season. And, you know, the fact that none of them were able to really get things going shows you that there's probably more than just the manager that was wrong at that club. And I think we can all agree that that that's the case. There's a few things that they've got to sort out. It was their attack that was particularly uh, awful. So they underperformed their XG by a whopping 10.77 goals. So they should have scored 10.77 goals more than they did. Uh, Only Wolves had a worse stat in that department. They were the only team with the worst... Oh, sorry, it was only Everton that had a worse stat in that department. And then it was Wolves, Southampton and Everton who scored fewer goals than them. Only those teams scored fewer goals than them. But... The uh, the handy thing about uh, Pochettino uh, is that he has got a very good history of getting teams to score goals in the Premier League. So looking back at his four seasons, full seasons at Spurs, we can see that Spurs usually ranked pretty highly for goals scored. So in 2015-16 season, they scored 69 goals. That was the second highest in the Premier League. In 16-17 season, they scored 86 goals. That was the highest in the Premier League that season. And then in 17-18 and 18-19, in both campaigns, they were the fourth highest goal scorers with 74 goals and 67, uh, respectively. And so if he can bring that approach back to Chelsea, which uh, seems likely because you know uh, he's, he's had that attacking approach at PSG as well, then hopefully we should see uh, Chelsea's uh, goal output go up. And we'll talk about Nkunku in a minute because I think he's going to help achieve that as well. So there's a couple of jigsaw pieces that are slowly coming together that make me think that yeah, Chelsea assets could be uh, could be worth considering. And so let's talk about the fullbacks then because we've, we've we've discussed the fullbacks at Spurs and Southampton. What do we think will be the impact on Rhys James and Ben Chilwell? Well, they seem like very good fits for Pochettino because they almost feel like modern day versions of uh, Trippier and uh, and Rose and Davis. And when I say modern day, I know it's only been sort of five or six years, but it does seem a long time since we had exciting Spurs fullbacks. So, yeah, they seem like, uh, you know, like uh, likely like for like replacements for Pochettino if he's looking for someone uh, to achieve that. But I did say we talk about rotation. There is the slight possibility that they have to come in and out because he has to manage them. They have famously both had injury problems over the last couple of years. And so James started just 14 games last season and Chilwell just started just the 15 games. So if you can keep them fit, that's great. Um, they won't have any uh, Champions League or Europe, or just European involvement of any kind. So if you can keep them fit, 
we hopefully will see slightly less rotation of these guys than we saw with what he was doing at Spurs when he was obviously involved in some European competitions. So fingers crossed there that that will that'll be useful uh, for us in terms of those uh, those fullbacks. Now, it's also worth talking about uh, Nkunku and Sterling because one person that we didn't talk about when I was going over his history uh, with Spurs was, was Deli Alley, who flourished in a floating role. You, you're never really quite sure exactly where he was playing. And you could say that Sterling has, has done that in his Premier League career. Like he's played in lots of different roles. He's played as a false nine. He's played as a winger on either side. He's played just behind a striker sometimes. Sometimes even just been asked to, to play number nine as well. So Sterling is capable of that. And if you go and check out our scout report on Nkunku, you will see that it's kind of the same with him as well. Like Not many people really know what his best position is. He he personally prefers to play as an attacking midfielder. But you know, no one is really um, coming out and saying, oh, I personally think Nkunku is best here. He seems to be very good in a number of different places. Left wing, right wing, number 10, uh, second striker, number nine, that sort of thing. And so... Those two players, if Pochettino comes in and goes, you know what, I quite like having a floating role in my 4-2-3-1, I'm going to give it to one of you guys. He might be able to build a team that actually gets the best out of those players and that's that's quite exciting. So we've talked about um, Lukaku before as well. He is coming back to Chelsea and it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with him. And when you consider that Pochettino um, has historically been very good at sort of developing younger players as well, the fact that we've got Wesley Fofana, Lewis Hall, Madueke, we've got Mudrik, uh, Badishile and uh, Chukwameka as well. A lot of those guys will probably be very cheap in FPL in the coming season because largely the Chelsea players are going to be cheap anyway because, you know, they've not had a particularly good... uh, (laughs) not had a particularly good campaign last time so we're expecting lots of reductions in prices for them when you consider that we could we could have some 4.5 million defenders we could have some 5.5 million midfielders and if any of those guys impress Pochettino enough to get into the team then uh, it's 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 very exciting times for FPL managers now what we uh, would obviously expect you guys to be keeping an eye on is the pre-season which will have a big big impact on uh, exactly who we go for if we're going to go for anybody uh, in game week one and so pre-season fixtures for Chelsea they are going to be playing in the Premier League's first ever tournament in the USA a pre well, pre-season tournament in the USA which is brilliant for us because it means they are largely playing against teams of a similar quality and teams that we they'll be playing week in week out usually if if we've got a pre-season sort of campaign where a team goes to sort of like Hungary or something and they're just playing against teams you've never heard of or famously Neil Warnock used to bring his teams down to Cornwall and would play Tavistock Wanderers which is a team not far from me that I can tell you is absolutely nowhere near Premier League level and would regularly lose like 15-0 to these teams you know rather than that situation where you're going to learn next to nothing the fact that they're playing uh, Brighton Newcastle Fulham and then Borussia Dortmund uh, in in America is is fantastic news for us because it just means that Pochettino is going to be of a mind, hopefully, to really try and work, really try and work out what his best eleven is, which he's going to need to do anyway because he's the new manager. But the fact that it's this big tournament that they're they're bigging up the Premier League, they're going to want to make sure that the big names are on the pitch for these games. I'm not saying necessarily he's going to cave to corporate pressure, but you know they have to put on a good show in these games, especially Chelsea, because the pressure is sort of on them to, to really improve after last season. So I'd like to think that these preseason games are going to get taken seriously. Only time will tell. And the best way to track that, of course, is the Fantasy Football Scout preseason page where you can follow all the preseason games. All the preseason minutes will be tracked on there. We'll be able to see who's playing in what position, who's getting what goals, assists, and who's involved in set pieces uh, and things like that. So, you know, that is is really good news for us that, that we've got that situation that we can track in the summer. 
and so yeah keep an eye on that and that will give us an idea of what formation he's using and what players he's using that will be very useful now this is the first uh, scout report video that i am recording uh, after the fixtures have dropped so for the first time in these scout reports i can't actually talk about the context of the fixtures because as i've said a couple of times now the fixtures actually uh, look quite nice so uh, in the first six game weeks they do have liverpool at home in the first match but and they've also got West Ham away in game week two which you know you know I'm going to talk about them second because I want to talk about the best bits first so it's Luton at home in game week three Nottingham Forest at home in game week four Bournemouth away in game week five and Villa at home in game week six from game week three onwards those fixtures look really nice you couldn't really ask for a, a I, I mean across the, the six I don't think you could ask for a better first six matches as Chelsea manager if you're Pochettino because you've got a big big game against Liverpool in the first one and to be honest I think there'll be enough people that if that result isn't necessarily positive, as long as they play well in that game, I think that he will be let off the hook, so to speak, because it's unfortunate they've had a big team in game week one. But then with West Ham, Luton, Forest, Bournemouth, you know, there's four matches there that are winnable um, without necessarily having to put in, you know, too much of a... I don't want to say world-class performance, but, you know, they're not going to... They've got players in this squad who have the quality to turn those teams over by just being themselves. And so there's the possibility they can get themselves off to a good start and build some confidence with those fixtures. And in terms of how I think they can achieve that from an FPL perspective, I think I'm more interested in their attack than I am their defence at the moment, just simply because I think Liverpool and West Ham can both score against Chelsea. But Liverpool and West Ham's defences themselves haven't really been that, that good of late. Liverpool's especially has underperformed terribly. So I do think that there's going to be attacking returns on offer in those two games. And I think that anybody who decides to go early on on Chelsea, so has a has a Chelsea attacker in their game week one team, I think they could be looking at game week three when everybody's piling in to get whichever Chelsea attacker was that, that looked good in the first two. I think everybody's going to be piling in to get that, that guy in for game week three because they're going to look at Luton and then Forrest and then Bournemouth all in a row and think, oh, I need to, need to get in on this. And it's nicely timed with, uh, I suppose, some of the fixture swings that are available as well. So done another uh, video and podcast uh, recently as well on on the fixture swings and, and what that can mean for our teams. If you want to play your wildcard in game week three or what's probably more likely, play your mini wildcard in game week three, roll your transfer into game week two and take a minus four for three changes into game week three. That could be a good time to get on Chelsea having watched them play. Liverpool and West Ham because they've got those three fixtures all together that are quite nice. Now, Chelsea's fixtures do turn around game week eight, nine. And so they, they're not, not quite as nice when you get to that stage. So if you want to re basically, I think if you want to be looking at Chelsea, they're, they're probably an early season uh, investment and then you possibly wild card rid of them when their fixtures get a bit harder. So it's nice. We can now plug those fixtures uh, into what we're talking about in terms of uh, these uh, scout reports. And so, yeah, personally feel like the fixtures are nicely poised that Pochettino could enjoy the early part of the season and get up a, a real good run of confidence uh, into his team. Well, that's everything from me on Pochettino. I just want to remind you to head to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk to uh, check out the articles in more detail uh, if you want more information on the, these uh, scout reports that we're doing. Um, we're also 
very much going through the fixtures with a fine tooth comb at the moment so there's content on the website itself and we've also got videos and podcasts on youtube and our podcast platforms uh, on thursday we were live at nine o'clock as those fixtures dropped and we went through the best teams and the worst teams in the first six matches we've also done some rotation pairings as well helping you work out which budget defenders you might want to have at the start of the campaign and how you're going to swap them in and out using your subs uh, to to best benefit from from that and also captaincy as well and uh, well yeah as i've also said we've, we've also analyzed when the fixture swings might be and when you might want to be deploying that wild card so make sure you go check out uh, all that content as well and of course do not forget uh, to uh, like and subscribe this video uh, if you've enjoyed this content it's always good to, uh, to to let us know and so we can make more just like it and of course that bell notification very very important this time of year because there's no deadlines and so that bell notification is what's going to help you realize that there's content out there for you to consume so yeah hit that button as well and you will never miss a thing this summer so I will leave you, you fine folks to enjoy the rest of this lovely time of year and I will see you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.